morning, everybody. Kevin Draco with his dream house here along with Chef Mark and Kevin Kissinger brought to you in part by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. This dream house, if you don't already know, is a program that's all about the home. We're going to discuss renovations, remodels, and converting your property into your dream house. We're also going to discuss and uh, navigate common homeowner pitfalls and even give you advice on buying and selling homes. If you have any questions or comments, contact us by email at thisdreamhouse at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at thisdreamhouse. And we'd love to hear from you all. Mr. Kister, we got to get going. We got a busy show. Um, let's talk. Li- Look, I really, the Broncos get too much airtime sometimes. Uh, and, you know, we need to talk about all the other great things that are happening in town. But I do want to touch base on um, what we talked about last week, really, which was the coaching search, just really quickly. And I'm more, more convinced that, for me, I don't know, man, I, I think the price of a draft pick is too high for Sean Payton. You think, um, you think a first-round pick is too yep, high? even at the 30th pick. And I'm going to tell you why. If we didn't have so many holes, if this team was ready to make the next step, I'd be all in. Totally, I would be. Yeah. But we're not. And I don't know. To me, you know, you hear the criticism, Hall of Fame quarterback, um, got one Super Bowl. Hey, there's franchises that don't have a Super Bowl, so I get that. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I am more and more convinced. I'm, I've said it. I've tweeted it. I'm sticking by it. I kind of favor Jim Caldwell. Best prediction of future behavior, past behavior. Um, Dan Quinn, I'm not excited by him. You know, I didn't care for him in Seattle. I didn't care for him in Atlanta. Uh, and I really don't care for him in, in, in Dallas. He's got some great he's defensive got, players, he's right? Got he's got great got players, yeah. Uh, and look, they haven't always looked great, I'm going to say. Okay, they just haven't. And so, for me, uh, I, I'm, I'm not in on Dan Quinn. So, then it comes to two other people. And they're the same people, which is Jim Caldwell and, and Shaw, right? Yep. They're kind of the same guy. I think Shaw has maybe a little bit more of an exciting and a little more uh, versatile offense than maybe Caldwell would run. However, Caldwell has over 100 games experience, and he's a winning coach in those 100 games. So I'm going to stick with my statement last week. For me, give me Jim Caldwell. I'll be fine. I mean, I just can't see Peyton for that reason, although I heard it's him – it's either the Broncos or, you know, back to the booth, but who knows how true that is. Yeah, I mean, there's so many reports about with Sean Payton and stuff like that now, and it's, it's just like I, it's, it's you got to start gathering all the info and start putting what you believe and stuff like that. I'm a Sean Payton guy. I, I get the, the, 20, yeah, the 29, 30th you, pick. I get it. And I, it's not a wrong statement. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? The I'm whole, not saying you're Sean not pa- right. The, the Sean Payton argument, it's a win. It, there, no one loses in the argument. Do they have holes? They need the draft pick? Yes. What's more important, the draft pick or Sean Payton? Yes, you know it. it I yeah, think. And it, do you get maybe the same thing out of another coach potentially? Possibly that can be successful. Possibly with Russ. You know, I when I saw the news come out from uh, Mike Kliss earlier in the week, and it, and he said uh, David Shaw has emerged as one of the favorites now. It and I'm like, it, it kind of rubbed rubbed me the wrong way. I I, I, I like David Shaw, but then I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know. There's something about it. So I'm selling you more and more on Jim, my Jim Caldwell idea, aren't I? A little bit. A little bit, right? The more the more I thought about it, and I talked to some friends over the week about it too, and I'm like, you know, the dude, he, his record would look even better if he didn't have Peyton Manning or that year he had 
He did not have Peyton Manning. They go two and fourteen. Right with awful quarterbacks. Awful. I mean, you could the Broncos quarterbacks the last seven <laughs> years were better than what they had. Right. Um. But yeah, I, I you know I if it comes down to it and it and it's not Dan Quinn, it's not Peyton. But you like Dan Quinn over my choice then? I don't. Yeah. I just don't see it. Best prediction of future behavior, past behavior. He lost. All right, let's move. Okay. He, he had a losing record, and, and he lost that's the big true. game yeah. with a, one of the largest leads ever. Yeah. So that's just my take. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you caught it this week. Uh, uh, Charles Barkley said uh, the Nuggets are the best basketball team on the planet. My statement would then be, if you believe the Nuggets are the best team on the planet, and I'm not convinced of that, by the way, right? They can be beat as any team can. I don't see a dominating team like that. However, if you do believe they're the best team on the planet, then you have to believe Jokic is the best player on the planet, and therefore you should pencil him in for an MVP. And, oh, by the way, I might have taken a little action at, like, uh, plus 900. (laughs) There's forethought for you. You're going to make something here. I will say that. Can you – did you ever thought those – that sentence would ever come out of – and a legit analyst's mouth no. that the Nuggets are the best team in the world. Planet. No. On hey, the planet. Not, on the planet. Yeah, on the planet. Like, I'm I just mean, going, Jesus. Th- th- look how they're playing. And yeah. I will say they're proving me wrong a little bit. Oh? They're oh. proving me wrong. Yeah, but let me ask you, Kev. They've proven, I think, a lot of people. Yeah, that's now, true. Well, let me ask you. Truly, 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 how much confidence do you have? Be honest. Because Me- I don't. Memphis scares me. The Pelicans scare me when they're healthy. That, that's that a good Pelicans point. Pelicans yeah. team is a they're good a quiet, darn team. You know, they're kind of like the Detroit Lions in the NFL. Yeah, they just came out but of nowhere. But when you put and Zion on the people. court with them, they are dangerous. Now, yeah, but a lot of teams scare me. Come on, the Celtics would scare you. Yeah, the, I mean, the Celtics—they've been there. There's so many good teams that scare you, Me, uh, and, and the the, the Nuggets have just taught me: don't go all in, Kev. Don't yeah. put your hopes. I I don't know how you I, feel, but here, that's how I feel. Here, what if you're the one seed if you're the Nuggets and you get Golden State as the eight seed? Yeah. I mean, they, are, then what? I, I mean, does that not that scare com- you? Yes. Does Steph Curry not Buddy, scare there's you? There's not one series. Think about it. Yeah. You can go through the teams, right? Yeah. There's not one series that I'm all that confident will never lose to them. Right. And I think when you're picking that dominant team in the past, you go, I'd be socked if three of the four beat them in any yeah. series, right? So I don't know, man. Do the Nuggets need to add another piece? Yes. And what? What the problem is just that. And I heard, uh, I I think the guys on this channel talking that um, you know they're not gonna. You know the problem's gonna be like they see no scenario in which their starters are sort of replaced by anybody that's out there. So do we get somebody off of the bench? I mean, I I I don't see that player to be honest with you. I think it's if it was me. I love a three-point shooter. I need an elite three-point shooter, a J.J. Red, Kyle Korver. A but guy who that, does he replace then? No, they're they're to come off the bench. Oh, okay. Your starting five yeah. is fine. You're not going to change that starting yeah, five. Yeah, and I think I think maybe a big man just to give Jokic some breathing room yes. when he comes I need off. A, all right, I need a big man that can put the clamps down because I, I like, need a guy to get in the I way. I like Damian Lillard and some of these other guys, but there's no way they should be putting up 40 and 50 points no. on, on no. a team that's – going to be in hopefully in the nba finals i need a guy i need a shutdown now. i i need yeah, well i think eric, i think eric gordon could be that guy come playoff time you he, think he can shut people down defensively he's really he's gonna have to uh, that's the thing you play damian lillard he's got to play him you need clay thompson yeah, you're putting him guy. on the, he's a guard 
You can't put. He'd get killed. Gordon had to do it last year. Yeah. I I need a I need a, another center slash power forward, a guy that could get, get in the way. Rebounds and- yeah, DeAndre Jordan. He's not going to last through the mm-hmm. the rest of the year. I mean, he's a, he used to be a great player, not anymore. I need a guy who could get in the way. Uh, Mason Plumley is available potentially. Oh, come on, <clears throat> we traveled that route. Somebody, uh, someone along that, right? That could just mm. get in the way and get rebounds and replace Jokic when Jokic has to hit the bench. I need. An I, extra I don't big disagree guy. with. You. I just don't know where that guy is. And that's going to come up. I just bench. need a seven footer to get in the way. That's yeah. it. I don't need him to score well, hey, ten how points tall a night. Are you? I mean, you got some weight over there. I mean, some I'm size. A, what do you think? I'm like a freaking shooting guard in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> in the NFL, I could possibly be a a small tight end. In, well, the, in basketball, I'm a there shooting you go. guard. Here's what I'd say: Go Nuggets! Uh, really, I hope yes. they can pull this off, and I hope they can make a bigger believer out of than I am currently. Yeah. Uh, but man, Jokic is just crazy insane and that's kind of my statement three stray mvps maybe all right it's crazy all right let's move on okay everybody we are here with our first guest valerie lunko from close to kids nonprofit. i got the two kids not four kids so this mm-hmm. is really important listeners close to kids and um Chef Mark is very familiar with this group, and he's going to help I, me carry this conversation today. I love the mission, and I'm so excited that you're here, Val. Yeah, Delighted I, to be here. Yeah, and I mean, as I think about it, and you know, I was sharing with you before we came on air, my just my thoughts on the way down, like I have all these incredible questions for you. However, let's start with you telling us about um, where, when, and how this all started, and a little bit about what you all do, because I think it's amazing. Well, thank you again for having me today. It's super fun to be here. And um, Close to Kids started about 15 years ago. We're going We're going to be celebrating our 15th anniversary this year at the Blue Jean Bash. And the Blue Jean Bash is a uh, fundraiser yes. gala, which mm-hmm. I love the name of it. Do, do you get to wear jeans to it? You do. It, you do, do get to wear jeans. Stop it. Yes. So the, I love you guys already. The, uh, the whole idea behind it was, again, jeans. Most people have a f- favorite pair of jeans, and it's how... You know, whether you're walking into third grade or walking into a boardroom or walking in today to to be on your show, blue jeans carry people a long way. Probably since the advent mm-hmm. of blue jeans, I That's, would think. I would think so. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and so it's an annual gala. When is it that is. generally held? It's typically in September. Uh, we haven't decided or landed on our date for this year, but uh, soon it, w- it will be. We will be um, nailing it down here in the next so couple weeks. keep. This event on your calendar come September, um, but yeah, I, I, and I'm sorry to introduce you. Kind of brushed by I, it, and I, I want to make totally sure people did. heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so tell us how does this all start and when? Close to kids or the blue jeans? Uh, Close to kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a fair question. <laughs> Again, we've been around for about 15 years, okay. and the idea behind it is really making sure that kids have clothing that they feel comfortable and confident in. And and just again, it's all about self esteem, Kevin. Yeah, and that was it, how interesting because mm-hmm. I didn't really mean you had not talked, and right. I was driving down here, and I'm like, okay, what is what is so important? Like, because it, it seems so important on so many levels. Right. Like I said, all the way to people should have clothes on their back. It should never even be a question, right? Right. And then I thought, what's the next thing? Well, look at how, uh, what a big thing sort of bullying is and mm-hmm. feeling. Um, less than somebody else and to be able to have 
uh, quality clothing. And, right. and, I, and the first thing that came to mind was confidence. Yes, right? absolutely. The confidence and dignity of walking into any situation and feeling just like you're you're wearing the right thing. And it and truly, whether it's third grade or whether, you know, you're going to the blue jean bash or whether you're walking into the boardroom, it's, you know, clothing makes a difference. And you, no matter how often you say, oh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it matters. Sure. And what would be the age groups that you sure. uh, cater to? So close to Kids of Denver, we, we work with kids from preschool through high school and even young adults that are working on their GEDs. That's awesome. So really, our, our age range is really about 4 to 21. So um, that, that's who we serve. Now, do you, is there some sort of qualification to come in? Um, Great question. Do people just come in and shop? Like, how does it all yeah, work? Yeah. So we had, um, up until the pandemic, <laughs> we had uh, a referral process for Close to Kids. And you do still, families do still need an appointment to come in and shop. But one of the things that we found during the pandemic was when paychecks stopped, people, you know, I mean, truly, they didn't have money. They weren't, they didn't have a letter saying that they qualified for free or reduced lunches. So they're, they're, that whole proving that you needed help really went out the window in 2020. Sure. And what we found by doing that, by suspended, we suspended the need for referrals at that time. And what we found over the months was suspending the need for referrals added to the dignity of the whole process. Sure. So if a family just needed to call and make an appointment versus jumping through hoops and proving why they needed help, uh, that just felt good to everybody. I was going to say, it mm-hmm. makes me feel good just hearing this story. Yeah. I can't even imagine you being there every day, right. having had this whole other process, and now right. being able to do this. It really, and, and and obviously it sounds like you're keeping that. Yeah, we have. The... We've decided that, again, we initially suspended it, and now we've suspended it indefinitely. Yeah, I've got a question. I was wondering, is Close to Kids unique to Denver, or is this something that's nationwide? We are modeled after a group down in Florida, Mark. Okay. And so we, uh, one of our founders, we had four ladies that founded Close to Kids and came up with the idea. But one of them had been down in Florida, down in Pinellas County, Tampa St. Pete I area. I know where Pinellas County is. I, I, my mom lived there. I lived in Florida. Well, then you're very yeah, familiar exact, with it. Yeah. So Close to Kids originated down really? there. And one of our founders was down there visiting a friend. And uh, she said, oh, you should come check out this place where I'm volunteering. So Gail went over there, saw it, and was like, oh, my gosh. She was just really blown away by, by the mission, the operation. And um, at the time in Pinellas County, so this would have been like in 2007, I think it was about 56% of the kids in that county qualified for free or reduced lunches. So one of the things that Gail did when she came back to Denver was she wanted to know how many kids in Denver Public Schools at that time qualified for free or reduced lunches, which meant they were living at or below the poverty level. So it was well into the 70s. So that was pretty Mm. shocking to her. And so that really established that, yes, there was, in fact, a need for closed to kids of Denver. So she reached out to three of her friends, a friend that was in marketing, a friend that was a CPA, and then another friend who was a social worker in Denver and said, okay, what do you think? Are you interested in helping me put this together? And they all chimed in and said yes. And that was really the genesis for Close to Kids of Denver. How awesome. Mm-hmm. Just, an, you know, just an idea. Right. right? Absolutely. And, yes. um, and do, 
has the Florida sort of base. And do they use the same name? They just go by Close to Kids. So that's why we go by Close to Kids of Denver. And has it um, sort of spawned other people to take the idea in other states? Yeah. We've actually, we have worked with um, a group in North Carolina. We've worked with a group in Connecticut. We've worked with... um, uh, a couple other uh, just very grassroots places that have gone on to uh, to you know uh, develop their own, but we all share information. Nobody's franchised. Nobody's tied together. Sure, we all operate under our own five hundred one c threes. Our own, so we're all our own independent nonprofits. But we we love to share information, and and um, that's you know we all kind of work in our own way and with our own demographic. But well, we are up against, and we it. have snow boots. Oh well, well there you Which go. Maybe Florida doesn't. Florida probably yeah. doesn't yeah. always yeah. need. They got so. sandals. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a quick break, and we come back. We're going to continue our conversation uh, with Valerie Lunka and Close to Kids. Remember that name; it's really important. What an amazing organization! After a word from our sponsor, Appliance Factory in Mattress Kingdom, Denver's largest appliance and mattress dealer. Huge sale now at Appliance Factory. Thousands of appliances and mattresses in stock and on sale. Save 30 to 60%. They have the largest inventory in the western U.S. They get exclusive factory buys from manufacturers at a huge discount and pass that savings on to you. Guaranteed to beat Lowe's and Home Depot sale prices. Save 30 to 60% from GE to KitchenAid at Appliance Factory. Shop with confidence. Google 4.7 stars. 10,000 reviews. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory has unbeatable savings from Tempur-Pedic to Purple. Get huge savings now at Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Okay, everybody, welcome back to this dream house. We're here with Valerie Lunka from Clothes to Kids. And uh, before we left, I had this thought that I wanted to get to, which is I hope people are listening. I know they're listening. And I think and I hope everybody would start to ask themselves, oh, my God, what a great cause. I would love to mm-hmm. give Right. To this because it's so wonderful and you guys are awesome, um, and so let's talk a little bit about that. How could people either donate money mm-hmm. or clothes, and is there any mm-hmm. specific regulations with the clothes? Yeah. That uh, great questions. And what we do is we take in gently used and new clothing so that kids who come to close to kids shop for free. So when they come into shop, they're shopping for a wardrobe. They're shopping for a week's worth of clothing. Again, it's all free. And um, so when they come in, they get to pick out five tops, four bottoms. They get a pair of shoes, a coat, a bra, a skirt or or a dress. And then they get five new pairs of socks and five new pairs of underwear. So that can, that that's really the, the shopping experience at Close to Kids. And so we take in, again, gently used and new clothing. And so one of the things that we totally rely on our volunteers. And so volunteers go through and go through all of our clothing donations. So if people are at home and, and thinking that they have some clothing that they think would be appropriate for any, you know, from 40, no upper limit on our sizes. Um, But it's, again, it's a great place to donate clothing to. And so we do have volunteers that go through all of the clothing donations and process them and decide what is really in great shape because what we've decided is good enough is not good enough at close to kids. It needs to be something that you love and that, um, you know, you'd give to a friend. And so I, I, I totally got what you said 
Can they come more than once a year? Is it seasonal? How does that work? Right. We are open year-round. Okay. We do we do close between Christmas and New Year's for the holidays, um, but we're open year-round, and kids can come every four months, although the majority of our kids, about 86% of our kids, come once a year, and that tends to be during the back-to-school weather changing. So once, you know, towards the end of July into October, November, things are really, really rolling at Close to Kids. And can people make monetary donations? Oh, we will always accept money. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. And, and uh-huh. Look, I get it, yeah. as mm-hmm. it should be. Yeah. I mean. Um, we do a lot of fundraising, and, and so, you know, it, it does it does cost money to put the, it's obviously free to the families that we serve, but uh, we, we do a lot of fundraising. Now, Kevin, I got to tell you, I have been to a Blue Jeans Bash, uh, and you might know this, but we donated in home cooking class and dinner party, which was uh, generously uh, bid on and won by great family. We had a wonderful time cooking together. Um, and you've ne- I've never seen a room full of more enthusiastic donors. And I think the reason f- because of that is because the event itself is a ton of fun. It's just different than a standard fundraising event. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a contact sport of, <laughs> of just fun things and great hosts and wonderful speakers. So, uh, Kevin, I think you should plan on going to the Blue Jeans. Uh, I'm there. Well. <laughs> I'm absolutely. We can get you in. Are, you you mm-hmm. know someone? I do. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm absolutely there. And I love sort of, even in our conversation today, sort of the uh, meticulous nature and consideration of that confidence and wardrobe mm-hmm. and um, all the, the little nuances that you're hitting with. Um, but before we go too much further, how can people reach out to you? Let's give information because sure. everybody's going to want this. And let's say it more than once uh, so people can find out how to either donate monetarily or donate clothes. We have a great website. Okay. And that's that's the first place to go is close2kidsdenver.org. Close2kidsdenver.org um, is the best way to contact any of us or just see what we're all about to make a, a financial contribution. If you're interested in volunteering, it's a great place to get that process rolling as well. And um, that's, that's. Yeah, that sounds, mm-hmm. let, let's just say that again. So it's uh-huh. close to kids, org. Correct. Yeah. What mm-hmm. a wonderful thing. Um, so where, where, where is your bat? Where is the yeah. jeans bash normally heard? Where, cause look, you can't, can people buy tickets? For this event in September, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming they go on sale, you know, well before September. Yeah, and we we actually do a lot of our um, we we have a lot of great corporate sponsors, awesome. and so that's always a great way to come in through a corporate sponsor. United Airlines is one of our biggies, and Liberty ah. Media, and we've just got a plethora of wonderful longtime sponsors. Um, but tickets will be available for purchase later in the summer. We are like running out of time. It, it, what a what an incredible thing you all do! I would assume doing something like that, you, um, it, there has to be this joy, right? I mean, you do something that you love, and I, I don't know how many people can it, say that. And Kevin, I just feel like close to kids, and and Mark can attest to this, but it's 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 such a great family, it's such a great community, and and what I love about close to kids is even though it's there's a lot of moving parts to the mission. It's still a very simple mission. We just want kids to go to school and feel good and not be 
worried about what they're wearing. And I think it's so. important to reiterate. I think people think, oh, well, it's very expensive to live in Denver. The only people mm-hmm. who live in Denver have money. Right. But what was the right. percent of children who qualify yeah. for the meals? I think I think there there are over 200,000 kids in the Denver metro area that that qualify to shop at Close to Kids. So that 200,000 right. people. Yeah. Right? Right. And so that means that they're living at or below the poverty line. How do you get the message to them that they can do this? Oh, we work with uh, different school districts. We work with different social workers. We work with other um, nonprofits that refer or, or, you know, point families in our direction. We're working with the state of Colorado and the city of Denver right now with all of the the new residents that do are this, coming in. Does the state... And I'm just, I don't know yeah. this answer. Maybe I'm inappropriate asking it, but no, does go the state it. or um, local governments help out at all in any way? Uh, you, not not really. We have some <laughs> friends that once in a while will send some money our way uh, sure. uh, through through various channels. I understand the there's got to be some sort of funding yeah. and allowances but, for but, this. But we do really all of our own fundraising, which is is private through individuals. How many and volunteers grants? and sort of uh, people who are involved? How many is total yeah. that is involved in this? Well, we only have seven staff members and what? only three of us are part-time. And last year we served uh, 10,900 or we provided 10,974 wardrobes. So that's wow. well over 230,000 pieces of clothing that went out of our little store on South Colorado Boulevard. And I was just so, going to ask you how big yeah. I have not been to the store. Yeah. Now well, you're I'm coming. intrigued. Mm-hmm. I am coming by because mm-hmm. I would love to see. Uh, and how, how big is the store? Well, our store is just about 3,000 square feet. 3,000, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's yeah, pretty that's small. actually pretty small, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. small specialty right. kind of store. But we were just, you know, next this year we'll we'll serve, you know, we'll provide over 11,000 wardrobes for kids in the metro area. In how often do you have to be sort of what I'm going to call stocking and Every single minute. I can't even mm-hmm. imagine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have any idea how many and, and I guess it varies, but right. how many sort of kids could potentially come through on what you would right. consider a busy day. On a busy day during back to school, we may have 120 kids in the store. So, and now remember, we're coming with appointments and so we're scheduling that so they're they're, you know, it, it's it's spread out, but it can get pretty crazy in there and and the store can get cleaned out in an afternoon. That's awesome. So, again, always looking for more clothing donations. Well, okay, so Listen, Chef, it's that time of the day, and we're going to spring this on Val because she's going to be the participant today. Okay, what do you have Mr. Kistner, <laughs> are you uh, ready with the stopwatch? Uh-oh. Val. <clears throat> Val is on the clock. This, wait, 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 wait. Okay. So you're doing 10-second tips, and you're just... Yeah, 10-second tips with Chef get, Mark, but just, today it's 10-second oh. tips uh, with um, Valerie. You're just skipping right over me. You've lost that much faith. <laughs> well, what was the last time he won, Kev? Did he win last? He might have won. I can't remember when he won last. It, it's a minute. Now watch. You know what's going to happen? Val is going to actually hit it and embarrass Chef Mark and show him how easy this is. So, Val, essentially, I'm going to ask you a question, and you okay. have 10 seconds to give the answer hmm. um, to our audience. And Kevin is Wait, in charge of the clock. does it have to be correct? 
Look, I don't. We never, we never said it had to be. Okay, right. Look, okay, we've good. never been okay. fact checked before. None of us. Okay. None of us. Good to yeah, know. No, good there's, to know. there's no fact checkers here. Let's be okay. honest. Yeah, let's not. Uh, while now. I know a little bit about cooking, Kevin okay. knows nothing, so we wouldn't know to challenge <laughs> Chef Mark. To be honest with you, <laughs> we just go with it. Uh, I've seen him cook. I think he's. However, he, he usually fails. Just mm-hmm. so you know, no pressure here. He fails. You know, I want to go under two, but Val might have a little nerves. She may, um, she may pause thinking about the answer. So I'm giving her an underdog status, and I'm going to go with over. Okay, you ready? Here's your question. You had uh, the opportunity to take a cooking class with Chef Mark. What were your three biggest takeaways? Go. I loved how he taught us how to cut onions and hold the knife. So that was pretty uh, a great trick. Um, making ravioli. That's three. That, what are we at? That was 9.7. You're uh, lying. You, that was like 52 seconds. Yeah. Come on. How could that have been nine seconds? Chef, you're awful. I mean, she had to think about that question. She had to like, oh, you know, I mean, I gave her an advantage. Hey, raviolis, that's it. That's three. Uh, but yeah, I lose on this one. But uh, chef, I'm not the real one that, you know, you know I'm just saying. You know, I'm I'm diesel powered. What can I say? Anyway. Thank you, Val, for being on the show and uh, being a good sport with that. Chef Mark, as always, as good always. seeing you. Mr. Kistner, uh, typing away over there. Have a uh, fantastic weekend. Uh, don't forget to join us next Saturday here on 104.3 The Fan for more great information all about the home on this dream house. Have a good day, everybody. Huge sale now at Appliance Factory. Thousands of appliances and mattresses in stock and on sale. Save 30 to 60%. They have the largest inventory in the western U.S. They get exclusive factory buys from manufacturers at a huge discount and pass that savings on to you. Guaranteed to beat Lowe's and Home Depot sale prices. Save 30 to 60% from GE to KitchenAid at Appliance Factory. Shop with confidence. Google 4.7 stars. 10,000 reviews. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory has unbeatable savings from temperature to purple get huge savings now at appliance factory and mattress kingdom